Welcome, and thank you for listening to the Miami Vineyard Podcast. We hope this message encourages you, breathes life into you, and helps you experience God's love. Enjoy the message. Hey, Miami Vineyard, so good to be with you today. So good to be with those of you joining us online. Hey, if you're joining us online today from Kansas City, congratulations on your big win last night, and enjoy your weather. <laughs> so, hey, can we make some noise? Let's welcome in our online family from where they're joining us from, wherever you're watching us from. Thank you for being part of this today. So my name is Kevin. I'm one of the pastors. So last weekend, if you were here, I dropped a number on you. Here it is coming up on screen. 86,400. Anybody remember what that number was? Okay, that is, that is the cost of a one-bedroom apartment in Miami right there. <laughs> That is how many cats my wife has in the backyard. No, that is, that is, okay, that is the number of seconds we have in every day of our life. So last weekend, I gave you an illustration. I said this, imagine, imagine that every morning you would wake up, and before you got up, there would be a direct deposit in your bank account of $86,400 every single day with one stipulation you got to use it all on that day because whatever you have left over, you don't get to keep. It's all got to be gone on that day. And we, we talked about it. We said, what would we do? And we decided together we would spend every stinking cent. And this is exactly what happens with our lives. Every single day, God gives us a gift of 86,400 seconds. Every single day. And he says, you can use them any way you want to, but you can't keep any with you. So we talked about this, the gift of time, how precious life is. We looked at this last week in, in part one, and, and by the way, we, we're, in this, we're in this theories called Thrive. We're looking at, looking at how, how can God empower us to get the most out of this one life that he's given us. And so last weekend, we talked about this. We talked about the brevity of life last weekend, making every second count. If you were not here last weekend, I encourage you to go and watch part one of our series on our, on our website, on YouTube. If for nothing else, for nothing else, to see Pastor Kevin's high school graduation picture. Okay, we talked about that last weekend too. So, so it's a, it's a great series. I, I love this series. And, and I, I, love, I love what Jesus said about this whole thing about life. He said this, and you see it coming up on screen in John 10, 10. He said, Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it to the fullest. This is also our new shirts we got. We got the verse prayer on the back. And, and it's, it's, Jesus wants to empower us to live this life. He wants to help us thrive. And so we've been talking about this, making the most out of every opportunity. Not so we can add more to our calendars, because we already have way too much to do. You know, it's been almost four years ago now since COVID. This was a time of the year in 2020 when we started hearing news trickling over from China and those places like something might be happening. And so COVID happened. And, and I remember so many conversations about COVID, but one of the conversations about COVID was, went around these lines. And because COVID gave us all a chance to take a break. I mean, our, we cleared our calendars because we couldn't do anything. Couldn't see anybody, couldn't go anywhere, couldn't do anything. And so, so, so many people said this during COVID. They said, we will never allow ourselves to get this busy again. So here we are four years later. You know what? We're just as busy as we were before. So we're talking about how to thrive. So when I'm talking about how to thrive with us today, I am not talking about how to accomplish more and add more to our calendars because we already got that going on. Well, rather, I'm talking about how can we focus on the values and priorities so that we can get to the end of this life and we, can, we, can, we don't have any regrets. We don't have to say we woulda, coulda, shoulda. 
but we will thrive at the end of this. So that's what we're talking about. And so this weekend, I'm, we're in part two of the Thrive series, and this weekend, I, I want to look at the advice from someone who knew a lot about thriving. I'm not talking about t- Taylor Swift or Beyonce, although some could argue they're doing pretty well thriving. But what I'm talking about is I want to look today at one of the heroes of the Christian faith who wrote most of the New Testament of the Bible. His name is Paul. And Paul wrote a book in the Bible called Romans. And I'm going to look today specifically at Romans chapter 12, just three verses of Romans chapter 12. And by the way, by the way, Romans chapter 12 in this is, is so incredible. Some people have said that if you, if, you, if you could just pick one chapter out of all the chapters in this book, you could just pick one chapter, people have said Romans chapter 12 would be that chapter. It's such a great chapter. And I wanna, I'm just, I'm just kind of hoping to pique your curiosity that, that maybe later on today or tomorrow, next week, you, you'll read Romans chapter 12. It's such a powerful chapter in the Bible. And, and, and Paul, in, this, in Romans chapter 12, he gives us three secrets of how to thrive for the rest of our lives. I'm going to look at those today. Now, before we do that, I'd love for you to locate some message notes. You can follow along, track with me with some message notes. Message notes are all virtual. You can find them on our Miami Vineyard app. So if you, have, if you don't have the app downloaded yet, go to your app store, search Miami Vineyard, or if you're in the room today, scan this QR code in the seat back in front of you. You can download our app. Once you get the app downloaded, tap on This Weekend and tap on Message Notes. This Weekend Message Notes, they're both in English and Espanol. Or if you want a hard copy, you like the old-fashioned, like to write and hold, and which I like, uh, these are available in the back back there. You can, you can grab one of these as well. So today, what's the secret to thriving for life? Here we go. I'm going to give you three things. And number one, it all starts here. Foundational. It all starts here. Number one says this, if you're taking notes, commit myself fully to God. Commit myself fully to God. Romans chapter 12, verse 1, goes like this. Paul says, he's talking to us. He says, so then, my friends, if he was writing to us in Miami, so then, mis amigos, mis socios. He says, look, he says, look, because of God's great mercy to us, I appeal to you, offer yourselves as a living sacrifice to God, dedicated to his service and pleasing to him. This is a true worship that you should offer. Now, there's a lot packed into this verse, so I just want to unpack it just for a moment. And I want you to notice this phrase in the beginning. He says, says, because of God's great mercy to us. So the first 11 chapters, before we get to chapter 12, Paul lays out this, this whole idea that that, look, we as humans, we, we, are, we are messed up. We as humans, we, we, we struggle. We, we have sin in our lives. We, we, our lives are a mess. But God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross for you and me, to save us from our sins, to, to, to forgive us everything we've ever done, everything we ever will do. Because of God's great, incredible mercy, God adopts us into his family. We, his love, his mercy is toward us. He's for us. All these kinds of things. He, he's, he lays all this out. He, all this. So here's what he says. He says, he says as a result of all of that, in, in view of God's incredible mercy, he says this. He says, look, he says, listen, listen, listen. He, he says, listen. He says, I appeal to you. Offer yourselves as a living sacrifice. And what he's saying simply is this. He said, listen. Go all in with God. Go all in with your body, with your mind, with your money, with your marriage, with your dating. Offer yourselves as a living sacrifice. Now, what in the world does that mean? 
Let me explain it this way. So back in the day, back before Jesus, people would offer animal sacrifices to God to pay the penalty for their sin. They would literally offer a lamb, offer a goat, sometimes some birds. They would offer these animals on an altar, on an altar, if, you, if, if this was an altar, they would place them on the altar, and they would burn them as, as incense to God to pay the penalty for their sins. But once Jesus came, he was the once and for all sacrifice. We no longer need animal sacrifices because Jesus paid the price for our sins. But the point is this. What he's saying here is, is offer yourselves to God. Offer Come on, somebody. You're going you're gonna to offer yourself to God. You're gonna, we are. We are. Offer yourselves to God as a living sacrifice. We are the ones on the altar. Offer yourselves to God. But here's the problem with us as opposed to sacrifice. Sacrifices are dead. We're not. So on Sunday we say, God, I'm yours. I give myself totally to you, but here comes Monday. <laughs> and all those things that we said we're going to give to God, give to God, give to God, we're going to do life His way, live, live life God's way, all that stuff we said on Sunday, sometimes on Monday doesn't look so great. And the problem with, here's the problem with us as a, as a, as a living sacrifice, we keep crawling off the altar. We don't stay here. And staying here, offering yourselves to God, staying here, this is a secret to life. Staying there, offering ourselves to God. But we keep crawling off the altar. And what, what Paul is saying here, offer yourselves. Stay on the altar. And here's the deal. Trust the process. Trust the God of the process. That God has you. That God sees you. That even though life may not be exactly going as you want it to go, trust the process. There is a God who sees you. Trust the process. Trust the process. But because we don't want to trust the process, especially here in Miami. We, we get impatient. We want things to be happening now. I want to lose 50 pounds yesterday. I want to be a better person tomorrow. Okay, listen, it doesn't happen that way. And whenever you see somebody, when you see somebody who you respect and you're going, wow, that is a man, that is a woman, that is, that is somebody whose life I want to emulate. That is somebody's life. I, I look at their life and their family and everything, and, and that, that's someone who's thriving spiritually in every other way. If you look at that person, here's, here's what's true about that person. I said this last week, that they have made some choices, small, consistent, incremental investments of time over the long haul is how we thrive. It's not the big deals. It's a small, consistent, incremental investments of time in the right things. And that's how we thrive in the long haul. So we, so we, so we, we talked about this last week. And so, so recently I was talking with a friend. He was telling me about his life. He was telling me about ups and downs. And he said a lot of ups and downs. Relational ups and downs. Career ups and downs. Financial ups and downs. And, and I was talking to him. We, we, we had lunch together. And I was talking about the, you know, this whole idea of thriving and, and what it takes to thrive and, and over a lifetime. And we actually talked about this idea, and I, I, I talked about Romans 12 and talked about how we offer ourselves to God as a living sacrifice and how we have to stay on here. But we keep crawling off the altar. And he looked at me, that's it. I said, what's it? 
He said, that's it. He said, he said I have been crawling off the altar. He said, I, I go in with God, and then life gets hard, and then I, I'm off. And I go in with God, and life gets He said, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. And I said, great. And so he parted, we parted ways. He went to his house, went to mine. He calls me two hours later. He says, you know what the first thing I did when I got home was? I said, no, what? You kissed your wife? He said, yeah, 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 but I mean, yeah, 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 but that's the first thing I did. And listen, what I'm about to tell you, we did not talk about. We did not even talk about. The first thing he did when he got home is he checked his giving to make sure God was getting the first 10%. We never talked about that. And, and so, but he realized that he had crawled off the altar when it came to this part of his life. And even though, and he was telling me, even though things were really challenging financially right now, he said, he said, I've got to trust the process. Some of you here today, maybe you can relate to exactly what I'm talking about right now. I want to encourage you, trust the process. Trust the process. Trust the God of the process. That God's got you. That God's got you. That God's got you. That God's got you. Because we, everything looks really good from here. But then life happens. And I want to invite you. Continue to honor God with that first 10% because it's his. It belongs to him. Continue to honor God with the process. But it's way more than finances. Maybe, maybe, maybe this year, maybe this year, you're going to trust God with your dating life more than you have. You're saying to God, God, I'm, God I give you my dating life. God, I haven't been trying to pick and choose. And, trying to, and God, I, haven't, I just haven't given it to you. So, God, I'm going to give you my dating life. Now, listen, I'm not saying, I'm not saying you, you know, you give God your dating life and you just stay home waiting for someone to knock on your door, okay? <laughs> it ain't going to work that way. You still got to date. You still got to, you know, maybe you want to go online on Hinge or whatever. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying you still got to, we still got to do these things. But, I'm, but here's what I'm saying. Some of us have been so stressed out about our dating life because we're caring in ourselves instead of giving it to God. And I want to invite you here this year, give it to God, because God knows best. Give it to God. Give it to God. Give it to God. Maybe it's your career, and it's just that's been up and down and all around, and, 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 and maybe, maybe this year you're going to give your career to God. Listen, none of us knows what the future holds, but we do know who holds the future, and that is God. So what I, I want to offer, maybe I want to offer that to God. Maybe, maybe for some of you, maybe it's, I'm just, I'm just throwing some stuff out, maybe, maybe it's buying a home or moving or relationship or education or dream let's begin this year by giving everything to god offering ourselves to god as a living sacrifice and staying on the altar and not keep crawling off the altar when, when times get tough but to, but say this is a year this is a year 2024 is a year when i'm going to offer myself my whole self completely to god so that's number one. You want to thrive for life? Number one says, commit myself fully to God. Here's number two, verse two of Romans. Here's number two, if you're taking notes. I've got to upgrade my thinking. That's what Paul's telling us, upgrade my thinking. Notice what he says in verse two. He says this, he says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. He's talking about our minds, our thoughts. He's talking about, because here's what's true about you and me. Whatever gets our attention gets us. Whatever gets our attention gets us whatever gets our focus so he says do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world and so stop focusing on what everybody else wants you to do and wants you to be 
and start focusing instead of what God wants you to do, what God wants you to be. Do not conform. You know what that word conform means? It means to copy everybody else. That's what conform means. And too often we let somebody else shape our lives. Question. Let me ask you a question. I wonder how many of you have ever done something stupid. Just because somebody else did something stupid and you kind of copied them. And Let me see, let me see your hands if that's ever been you. Come on, come on, come on, put them up. The rest of you are big fat liars. <laughs> We've all done that. We've all done that. It's called peer pressure. And peer pressure is not just for middle school and high school and college. Peer pressure is all throughout life. We get, we get pushed by our friends. We get squeezed by our family to be this and do this and try this and all this kind of stuff and, and, and go to that school or go to the, do this job because this one's below you. You got you to do this one. All that, we feel that. We feel that pressure to conform. And what Paul is saying here is don't let anybody else pressure you to conform. You know, today... A lot of people have a job called being an influencer online, right? Many of you follow some influencers online. They make their living being influencers. Now, I'm not, listen, I'm not saying, I'm not saying there's, that, I'm not saying it's bad, I'm not saying it's wrong, but, but, but I'm saying, what I'm saying to us is, instead of letting somebody online be your influencer, how about letting Jesus Christ be your influencer? How about that? I'm not saying that those influencers don't have some good ideas. They might have some really good ideas. But I'm saying at the end of the day, they're not Jesus. At the end of the day, they're not all taking their advice and their counsel from what's in this book. And at the end of the day, if we want to thrive, I'm telling you how to thrive. What's in this book is going to help us thrive. What Jesus says is going to help us thrive. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they can't give you life. Only Jesus can at the end of the day. So, so I'm just saying, I'm just saying, let's just, let's just be careful. And, and, and so what, what Paul is saying, don't allow yourself to be conformed to society or culture's dreams. Allow yourself to be conformed to God's dream for you. So listen, we want to help you with this. We have a class here at our church. Happens once a month on the third Saturday. So this coming Saturday will be the class called Growth Track. Growth Track happens here on campus on Saturday morning from 9.30 to 12.30. And what, what is Growth Track? Growth Track is an opportunity for you to discover God's dream for your life, the way God's wired you, gifted you. It's a chance to discover the Miami Vineyard's dream and to see how you and the Miami Vineyard work together. It's, it's a great class. My, my, my goal, my desire for all of us who call Miami Vineyard home is that we would go through Growth Track. We'd go through Growth Track because Growth Track just helps us understand life, helps us understand this church. So many people say, Pastor Kevin, how do, I like, how do I like join this church? Growth track, come to growth track. Pastor Kevin, how do I get out of these purple chairs and become more involved? Come to growth track. Everything's come to growth track. Everything funnels through growth track. So I want to invite you this Saturday. You can sign up on the app right now. You can sign up on the app. It's on the front page of the app. Growth track, this Saturday, 9.30 to 12.30. We give you breakfast. We give you lunch. And we take care of your kids all for free. Come on, somebody. It's a cheap date. Hey, who knows? You might find somebody. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? You're going, I'm giving my dating life to God. I'm going to growth track. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Now, listen. (laughs) 
Now listen, I don't, I don't believe anybody is in this room or online by accident. I don't. I think God has you here for a purpose and a reason. Miami Vineyard needs you, and you need Miami Vineyard. I'm not saying we're the perfect church. And by the way, if you ever find the perfect church, don't join it because it won't be perfect anymore because you're in it. <laughs> Come on, somebody. <laughs> Pastor Kevin's on a roll today. All right. <laughs> what I'm saying is this. I think God is doing some really powerful things through this church family. We'd love for you to be a part of it. God is on the move, and I just want to invite you. I just want to invite you into this, into this, into this movement, into this opportunity, and get involved. Get involved. Get involved. Listen, churches, churches, church has so much more value when we get involved on a level past the weekend. And I just want to. And Growth Track helps do that. So, so here we go. So, how do I thrive for life? One, commit myself fully to God. Two, upgrade my thinking. Three, humbly assess my current state. What's Paul talking about here is just be self-aware. Because you know what the biggest barrier to thriving is? It's us. We are the biggest barrier to thriving. And oftentimes, we think we have it all together when really we're just blissfully unaware. In two weeks from today, my, one of my daughters and I are going to be running a full marathon, 26.2 miles in two weeks. I know, I'm crazy. Loco en la cabeza. But this is not our first one. We've done this before. We'll be, we'll be downtown Miami with 20,000 of my closest friends. <laughs> Six o'clock in the morning from the American Airlines Arena taking off to run this marathon. But listen, here's what you see every year. Every, I'm telling you, every single year, nothing ever changes. People think they can just get out there and run the marathon with no training. And they are stupid. <laughs> you just don't run a marathon with no training. You run a marathon, and I've been running. I've been running. I went 20 miles on Friday and been running and been running to get ready for this because you just don't do this. And so, but every single year, there's people who have a higher opinion of themselves than they ought, and they think they're just going to run this marathon. So at mile three, and you can, you know, people can run three miles. You can, at mile three, you see them. <sighs> it's always the big muscle guys. <sighs> And then they get to mile six, and they're literally throwing up on the side of the road because they're not trained. You, they're not trained. They're not trained. They're not trained. And people have a higher opinion of themselves than they ought. And what Paul is telling us here is, look, we, we've got we've to think of ourselves. We've got we to understand where we are in this process, where we're in this journey. Look what he, look what he says in verse 3. For, the, for by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith that God has distributed each one of you. What he's, what, what's, what's he saying? He's saying just, just be aware. Just be self-aware, 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 self-aware. Live life with, with, with this awareness. Now, he's not, he's not telling us to think any lower of ourselves than we ought. No, no. He's just telling just be aware, just be aware that sometimes, sometimes we think we're killing it when we're not. So about 20 years ago, we were 
a much smaller church, but a growing church. And we were, we were meeting at Deerwood. Before we got to this facility, we were at Deerwood. Anybody was with us at Deerwood? Can I, anybody was with us at Deerwood? Okay, previous spot, yeah. And, and we went from, and so, so I'm, I'm pastoring the church. At the same time, married, five kids. And at that time, we, we, so we were growing. We grew very rapidly for a season. We went from three to four to five services. We had five, I preached five times every weekend. We had five services. I had one service every, every one of my kids. And so five services. So <laughs> it was, I, listen, I was pastor of the church. I'm trying to be a husband, trying to be a father. And, and honestly, honestly, I thought I was doing pretty good. I thought I was being a, I thought I was, I thought I was killing it. I thought I was being a good, a, a good, a good pastor, a good husband, a good father. Until one day, my wife says to me, honey, can we talk? Oh, you know that. <laughs> Listen, when a, when, a, when a spouse says that to you, they're not going to talk about what restaurant you want to eat at for dinner. And she tells me, she says, look, you think you're killing it? And she said, at church, you're killing it. But at home, you're not. And then she told me, she gave me a word picture. And I'm a big sports guy. I play sports. I watch sports. I'm a big sports guy. So she knew, she knew, she knew how to give me a word picture I could relate to. I played basketball through school, a year in college. She said, she said these words. She said, you think you're on the all-star team. In reality, you're not even on the team. Can I say that in church? I was on the inside. I was just so angry. Because I was busting it. I mean, busting it. I was working as hard in my life as I'd ever worked. But I wanted, I just, but I, but I took her words. They hurt. But I took her words and I, I said, and I, and I, and I got on the altar. And I said, God, is, is what she's saying true? And then you ask God a question like that, and you give an opportunity to speak to you. And I started seeing things I didn't see before. I started understanding things I didn't understand before. And I looked at my wife, and I said, you've got to help me. I said, you've got to help me. Tell me, tell me, tell me what I can do to be a good husband. Tell me what I can do to be a good father. Because I was trying my best, but I obviously wasn't, wasn't killing it. And so we had this talk. And, and, and so, but listen, listen, these changes I've made to my life, they didn't happen overnight. They took time. And they took months. They took years before, before all these changes happened. And so I, I, I remember I'd, I'd go to my wife like three months in, and I said, so how am I doing? <laughs> Did I make the team? And she said, she said, okay, you're on the team, but you're still on the bench. Don't get any ideas yet. <laughs> so you think my wife is real sweet. <laughs> Three more months go by. How am I doing? Three more months go by. Three more months go by. It took years. 
before I got it all right. But let me tell you, let me tell you, I'm just, I'm just a flawed human being who Jesus Christ has touched and changed to be everything that God wants me to be. That's who I am. That's all I am. Because of Jesus Christ in my life, because of people around me in my life who love me, God has gifted me in some ways, empowered me in some ways to, to be at a spot now where I, where I really feel in my life that by God's grace, by God's grace and by all these courageous conversations, I call them, I feel like God has taken me to a place where, where I'm, I'm thriving now in life. But let me tell you, let me tell you, I told you this last week, I'm going to tell you again today, I'm going to tell you again next weekend. Here's the order God blesses in life. If you're married today, and whether you're not married or, married or unmarried, here's the order God blesses in life. One, God first. Two, if you're married, spouse second. Three, kids, and then everything else. That's the order God blesses. I hate to break it to you folks, but Miami Vineyard, I love you, but you are number four on the list. I love you, but you're number four on the list. God first, spouse second, kids third, and everything else. Because if, 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 if I lose my family, I've lost everything. That's why God gives us a family. So God first, spouse second, kids third, then everybody else, then everything else and everybody else. This is the order God blesses. And I just want to invite you today. I want to invite all of us today to offer ourselves to God as a living sacrifice and to stay on that altar say, God, I, wanna, I, wanna, I want my life to reflect you. So can we pray together? Would you, bow your heads with me? Would, would, would you pray with me as we wrap this up today? Maybe you would just want to bow your heads or close your eyes just to block out distractions, whether you're in the room or whether you're, whether you're joining us online. Oh, God, today, thank you for these 86,400 seconds you give us every day. We want to make every one of them count. God, we want to make them count. Thank you, God, for the gift of life. It's so precious. God, we don't want to waste it. We want to use every single moment, every single day, God, in the ways that are best, the ways that honor you, and the ways that honor each other. God that, God, that these lives can matter. That, God, that we can live a life where we thrive. So God, today, can, can, I, can I invite you today just to offer yourself to God as a living sacrifice. To, to, to be on that altar, to stay in that altar. And to say, God, if there's anything in my life that I haven't placed on the altar, and God, I want to I place that on the altar, God, today. And I don't know what it is for you. Maybe, maybe it is your dating life. Maybe it is your finances. Maybe, maybe it is you. Maybe it's your family. Maybe it's whatever, whatever, whatever. Your schooling, whatever. Just, just place it on the altar before God. Say, God, God, I'm giving it all to you. I'm giving it all to you, God. I'm giving myself to you, my mind to you, my heart to you, my emotions to you, my will to you, my dreams to you. I give it all to you, God, today. Because I kind of want my life to count. 
And I know the best way my life is going to count is by living life your way and doing it your way. And listen, if you're here in this room or online right now with me, and there's never been a moment of your life where you've went all in, and you said, Jesus, I'm going all in with you, then today can be your day. I'm going to say a prayer. You don't have to pray it out loud, but you just pray it inside. Just follow me inside and say, Jesus, today, I just, I believe you are real. I believe you're alive. I believe that you want what's best for me. And I believe, Jesus, you want to help me thrive. And so, Jesus, today, I open my life to you. I open my heart to you. I open my mind to you. Jesus, today, I commit my life to following you. God, I thank you for every person, God, today, from the sound of my voice. I pray that you'd bless them. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining in today. If you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love for you to leave a review, subscribe to this channel, and share with a friend. We'd also love the chance to connect with you. You can text the word NEW to 786-705-8930. Again, that's NEW to 786-705-8930. And we'll give you some next steps with how to plug in and get connected here at Miami Vineyard. We hope you have an amazing week. And thanks again for listening.